This is Story Guys. Oh my God, we're in person uh, in my backyard. This is the first time in 14 months that we've been in the same room. We haven't seen each other I, in 14 months. I literally said to my wife the other day, hey, Murdoch's coming over, and this is a big deal because I don't know if you realize we haven't seen each other in 14 months. And she yeah. said, are you kidding? And, you know, I mean, she was seeing her best friend within a couple months, right? Like, yeah. they, they figured things out to make it work best. But we were very careful. We were, uh, I want everyone to know we were conscious. We did our part to get through this together, like they say in the grocery stores. Are we not going to have to hear that anymore when we go get groceries? Where I know our local, local grocery store chain, it was like, thank you for coming to Kroger. Yeah. We're all in this together. Wear a mask, butthole. I was like, man, this is the most post-apocalyptic crap. Uh, it was real freaky, and then we got all, we all got used to it, and it was fine. Yeah, it is. It was weird being in the grocery store parking lot and having like the it's like it was like idiocracy. Like, thank you for coming to Costco. Yeah, uh, law degrees to your left. Take, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming to Costco. I love you, Carlos like Junior. You. Yeah. yeah. It was just so uh, weird, and and this morning, I guess. Uh, since everything is broken in my house or around my house this weekend within 24 hours, I had to go buy a condensation pump at a hardware store. I like how you said that. You were like, condensation pump, like you were saying uh, Guadalajara. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to remember what it was and say it correctly, <laughs> so I knew that I was talking right. We're a couple and, of dudes who love home repair. And I, Welcome to it. We're like click and clack. And, and I was with a guy who was helping me, uh, and I was like, I brought masks because I knew he wasn't going to wear a mask, and he, uh, 100% like, yeah, not a mask guy. And I walked in, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, do we need to wear a mask? And she's like, nah. I was like, I'm in a store and I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah, home repair guys, not uh, not your number one folks for uh, masks, right? Like that's not. It's it's it is a real gamble. As soon as they show up at the door, you're like, well, we're going to see. Uh, which political views I'm allowed to say in the next 30 minutes. Well, I will say that I had people in my house through this, and everybody always wore a wore a mask. Yeah. So I never had any of that, but this was going in, like, until today, I, I've been masked, and every time I went to a store, and I was in there for about, like, I don't know, three minutes. And it was like, I'm like, oh, seeing what it's like if I don't do anything, if I don't wear a mask. I had guys that yesterday, and they were like, it was kind of a strange experience because they were like, uh, hey, so uh, we're, we're all vaxxed up. Is it cool if we come in and look at this spot in your house? And I said, sure. And then one of them left, and the other guy pulled me aside, and he's like, I just want you to know we, we do take this really seriously because he lost his dad to COVID. And I was like, well, that's really sad. And also kind of a strange thing to say to me when you're not wearing a mask as opposed to wearing a mask and then being yeah. like, we're still wearing a mask because he lost his dad. Yeah. As opposed to being like, we're not wearing a mask, but we're pretty sure it's cool. So, I mean, what, I mean, yeah. It, it's been tough for everybody. I'm not judging anybody really except some people. But I, I but I do, th- I do think that the announcement was confusing to people to not wear a mask. So. The CDC thing? Hmm? Yeah. yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. Because, like, in Florida, it happened where the governor had an executive order and said, okay, there's no more restrictions on restaurants, there's no more masks, there's no anything. And so all these big cities that have, let's just be honest, Democrat governors in place, or Democrat mayors, right, um, were just caught off guard. And they were like, "What what do we do? I did go into a store today that had a sign up that said, 
it was like this carefully worded thing about we'd really we're really cool if you still wear a mask it's fine if you still want to wear a mask like they they flipped the script right yeah. like last week you were in there and they were like listen if you don't have a mask on get out uh it's got to be over your nose if this is a problem order from our website and then today it was like hey we're not going to make fun of you if you wear a mask <laughs> it's like uh, a really different approach right yeah. it's like just in case you're self-conscious about it we're totally okay with you still wearing a mask which i'm like is that what we're going to start seeing now i don't know I don't know, but thank God we're sitting in my backyard enjoying a beverage yeah. and the weather, and this is unbelievable, man. Yeah, I brought my kid over here, and I was like, hey, you know, you, you got to go over. You've had a couple, you know, overnight stays with this kid, and you walk up the street, you hang out with this kid. I was like, I haven't been to a friend's house in 14 months. Yeah, yeah, man. Other than this, there's... No, you guys walked in, and she looked at me, and she goes, I want you to know this is very important to him. Don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, she's she's the best. I, I'm not messing it up, right? Are we good? Is this going well? Well, yeah. What do you mean? You're not messing. <laughs> it's a it lot up. of pressure. There's no. a lot of pressure to be your first time out in 14 months. No, she's she learned a, she learned quite a bit um, in the pandemic, and I feel like we kind of let her behind a lot of the curtain. Of oh yeah, I mean everything. you couldn't get away from your kids, so they learned a lot. They yeah. learned a lot about things that yeah. you didn't want them to know. And. Um, we were talking earlier about watching, uh, it was sort of like a sad thing about like the underground railroad or whatever. And, oh yeah. And, and she was, and so my daughter was watching, uh, this is us. Yeah. That's the, so, there you go. Yeah. That, and, that's a way to spend a weeknight. Right. And, and eventually she wanted to get out of that when she realized like talking about <laughs> slave trade and stuff like that. But it started off talking about, you know, the, you know, the reason why the, the Southern states were so into slavery was because of this crop. And so it was like Cotton. this magic crop that was growing. And my daughter turns to her mother and goes, weed? And, and I was like, oh, my God. I was, I was not ready for that. Yeah. We were neither. We were like, no, honey, it's, it's cotton. It's the stuff that makes all of our clothes and so stuff. Clearly, things are good at, at your house. Everything's good. Well, funny story. So I, uh, I said something about your daughter coming over to one of my kids. And, you know, I mean, my kids have known you their entire lives. Uh, and they know you as Murdoch. Yeah. And so I said, Sonia Murdoch is coming over. Right. And my son said, wait. Her last name is Murdoch. How yeah. did how does she have the last name of her dad's first name? And yeah. I was like, actually, yeah, it's a there's a lot to unpack here, but never mind. Yeah, it, it's too much to unpack. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's, too much. That's actually a last name and a nickname, and you know who who yeah. knows. And that's not even her first name. Her yeah. first name is Travis. Yeah, it's uh, it's really strange. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about your weirdest pandemic story. Like what? Like let's hear one really good pandemic story quarantine story not pandemic pandemic is technically still happening what give me a quarantine story that changed your life oh um a quarantine story well i mean i i literally have a quarantine story okay let me hear it um so i i was my doctor told me at the very beginning to not go anywhere and we've talked about this before over the last year, but you have pretty severe asthma, so that's why, right? Yeah, yeah. I I was scared. I didn't want to go anywhere, and like I didn't. And um, so I didn't go into people's houses. I didn't really leave my house. Um, I ended up picking the guitar back up, and I've gotten pretty great at it, I think, in that time. Um, but eventually it was towards the fall at some point and I had a there was another friend of mine and um he was incredibly a safe like me 
uh, as an instructor at U of L, uh, who had very big protocols there too, and and we would watch football at his place, but we would literally sit like ten feet away from each other, with like the windows open, like all of that. Um, and he called me one day and he goes, "Hey man, uh, I've I've tested positive for COVID, so oh, you're going to get contact tracing." Uh, so Which is a weird me. phone call. Let's talk about the weird contract tracing phone calls. If you're fortunate enough to never get one of these, that's great. But talk about things that made that made it really feel weird. Uh, next to those grocery store announcements, it was definitely this idea of a volunteer from the government calling you and being like, "Hi, is this Mr. Murdoch?" Yeah, or or one of my colleagues actually, because that's a real actual example. Because one of my at work like. That's part of one of the businesses that, that we had at work. We did that. But um, that call was not like that for me. And it came much later. Like it was seven days, maybe a week after okay. that first phone call he gave me. And it was sort of like once they they heard that I didn't work in the same place as him, they are like, all right, well, thank you. Make sure and follow safety protocols. Bye. And like, that was it. Like, there was no, it didn't feel like I was getting a phone call to let you know, hey, like, you might have the coronavirus. You, you might die. Yeah. And you need to go, like, it was sort of like, oh, you don't work it there? Okay. Well, good luck with yourself. Um, so, um, yeah. So that was awful. So I had to put on a mask immediately in my home. And I had to sit in this bedroom yeah so what'd you do did you choose basement or third floor or or what would you do you go, uh, you go bedroom okay do the basement no it just we had to do the the master bedroom it okay. has a bathroom okay. it's attached to it so like what happens if i get sick yeah that master bedroom leaked uh, bathroom leaked and we had to get that fixed that happened during covid because we were like well the bathroom has to work what if one of us dies you know one of us gets sick yeah um so i i remember i'd set that whole spot up um, I was like, okay, well, I'm bringing in the guitar amp. Um, um, I can't drink alcohol, but I'm going to try to make this. I'm going to get something I know I'm going to watch on TV. Why could you not drink alcohol? Um, I knew that that, that probably like, would be bad for my immune system or anything. I just knew that alcohol was, you know, in general, it's a depressant anyway. So why would I want to do that if I oh, have Oh, do you like, want to be depressed? Well, also if I have a virus, like if I have like a virus, that's attacking okay. my immune system. Okay. Um, Not and, a doctor, but he plays one on a podcast. So, um, so yeah, so I'm wearing a mask uh, and then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to take this little time by myself. Um, and then my wife just storms in and she's like, okay, well, I'm sleeping in here. And I'm like, <sighs> this fortress of solitude like superman <laughs> with a mask on and now I, now I can't and like i'm i'm supposed to wear a mask while i sleep all these what am i doing and so that went on for a day and a half after that and then i went and got a rapid test and i drove to frankfurt kentucky which was a little over an hour and change. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that drive several times over the last year. Yeah, I I did it more than once, but that was my first one. And a very young lady who couldn't have been twenty five years old that had a, a black flag. Lots of tattoos, probably. Yeah, lots yeah, of okay. tattoos and a black. I think we went to the same place. Black flag hoodie. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, did the thing right on. Um, but that day, earlier that day, was the day that they announced that Joe Biden was the president of the United States. 
and I was wearing a mask in my bedroom, quarantining from everyone <laughs> in society. <laughs> and so, like, I'm watching like people do na 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 in the streets all over America, and I'm you're dancing alone, and I'm under the covers. You know, I mean, there's other stuff, man. I mean, did, we had an above the ground pool. We started having like you know, the liquor was you know delivered to our house. But how about you? Do you have like a really um, so we, oh, they're the dogs. We knew the dogs were going to show up at some point. These are not my dogs. These are the dogs next door. And these dogs, do, they're like real suspect of the microphones. That's all right, though. Um, so I think it's all right. Have you, who's been on a conference call in the last year and had this happen, right? You're like right in the yeah. middle of delivering the final slide. You're like, this is, this is how I'm going to, I'm going to nail this presentation. And then someone's dog is just. Losing their mind in the background. It's kind of like our dogs. Like, I'm just going to ignore them, and then they won't do anymore. <laughs> We're going to act like you don't exist. Yeah. Uh, quarantining stories. I mean, we had we had one big family. Like we had not gotten together as a family for all the holidays. Oh yeah. Right. right. So all the holidays up through. Um, the summer, and then we got to October, and we were feeling a little better. And so we decided, my brother had moved back to town, and we decided to uh, get together for my niece's uh, birthday. And so we, um, my sister's family had just come out of a quarantine. They were 14 days in, and uh, no signs. Everybody was good. They'd all been tested. And so uh, we decided, okay, we feel we feel okay about that. So we all went, and we had dinner. We ate together. It's my brother and my sister and their families and my mom and dad. So it's like some total of 15 people or something. And, um, yeah, we uh, woke up the next day to a text from my sister that said my niece, who had been exposed originally on that 14-day window, had had come down with it. Um, And so we had all been exposed. And so we all had to go into full quarantine. And uh, that was... um, Nerve wracking, right? Did you, and then you did try you to have f- to quarantine from yourself in your home. No, so because since we'd all been exposed, just we were like, together. we'll just wait and see who who gets it, and then we'll decide. And luckily, none of yeah. none of the extended family got it. My yeah. sister's whole family got it, but then brother and his family, whose house it was at, and my mom and dad, who we were the most worried about, obviously because they're in their late sixties, mm-hmm. um, and then my family, all we were all okay. God, your parents are young, dude. I know you have you have uh, eighty octogenarian yeah. parents. What yeah. we call that, right? That's the big yeah. word. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a it's a definitely a, a, a learned lesson for me, which I'm not doing now. Is like stay active. Yeah, because uh, uh, it doesn't work later. Everything you, you you mean like as a person, stay active. So when you get older, you're in better shape. Yeah, and like I, I'm being I'm having to tell myself now, and I'm doing a bad job of it because work is me sitting on my butt all day and. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, go take a walk. And it's like, all right, well, then I have to work later. So, yeah. um, but, you know. I mean, I remember my dad telling me that about his dad, uh, who, you know, we kind of saw it modeled between our two grandparents, my mom's dad and my dad's dad. My dad's dad worked in a factory, worked for Caterpillar his whole life. And then, um, you know, when he retired, he legitimately, like, sat at home and watched Gunsmoke. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, that was his thing. Yeah, my grandfather watched Gunsmoke. And something else in the afternoon. I remember being at his house and being like, "What is this? Gun smoke? Beverly Hillbillies? Monsters? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. watched those too. Good. He like he was real into. I think Bonanza was on the screen. And then then he would yeah. move a few decades up, and we we'd get Matlock. Matlock was was there. Um, 
so uh you know on the other side of the family though we saw my other grandfather who was more active in, in the ministry for a long time and even when he was even when he officially retired from the ministry in his 60s or 70s he continued to volunteer in places and stuff so different decline i mean cancer eventually got him but it was um very different than watching my my grandfather on the other side kind of lose you know he there was alzheimer's and yeah you know yeah i they say one way to stave that off is to be very active both mentally and physically. So, you know, there, be running as long as I can, I guess. There, there also is a study, it was just, I mean, it's been the last week or so that I read it, where uh, they found that people that have a Mediterranean diet, which is no red meats, fish, uh, oil, like olive oil, um, and then exercise, uh, that those people are able to stay off the stave off Alzheimer's and dementia. And I found a really interesting devil's advocate point of view of that was that, you know, the people that have the Mediterranean diet are the people that live uh, near the Mediterranean, Italy, for example, um, where there's not as much public transportation. You have to walk everywhere and they eat seafood because they're in the Mediterranean. So they have a Mediterranean diet. Um, if it's not, you know, eating pasta or whatever. But I thought that it's like, well, is that a location or life decision right 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 right. but i at this point i remember uh, i met a pescatarian once and i was like this is nonsense like scientology and now it <laughs> now it makes all the sense to me it's like i just i like that you called him uh, in that story a pescatarian yeah um which is kind of a big word for a guy that eats fish well i'm just saying man it's like um you know what they say if you teach a man to fish um you can call him a pescatarian uh well, Kurt Cobain said they have no feelings either. Which fish? Which fish have no feelings? Yeah. Did he do any research on that? No, it's just it was in something in the way. It was just a kind oh, of a really, right. really dark lyric. Right. Um, it's a, which is a weird place to go dark. I feel like your fish converse, your fish song is not where you go dark. No, no, and 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 saying that fish don't have any feelings is is absolutely ridiculous because all animals do. So, um, especially domesticated animals, you know, because they. How dogs approach you and talk to you and roll over on their back to, for you to rub their belly. Like, that's a, that's a, I really like this and you do this stuff. Please. Yeah, that's, that's very human. That's what I typically do too is like when I scratch my back. Like when you got here, I was like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Will you rub my belly? <laughs> rub my, rub my, rub my eight pack abs. <laughs> it's like, hey, Brian, will you, like a three and a half pack. Brian, will you rub my Foster's oil can belly? <laughs> oh man all right all right so um like what do you think is the biggest perspective change you've made in the last year like how has the last year changed the way you think about things i'm no longer i mean i know it's it's one of those things that's stuck in you and ingrained in you like a personality trait but like i don't really know that i'm feel like an extrovert anymore because i've spent so much time by myself and i'm i'm i haven't done this what we're doing right now um with anyone really i mean there's less than a half dozen people so i mean i don't know if you noticed anything like physically about me or my mannerisms or whatever but like i'm i'm this is all a little uncomfortable and i kind of handle most of 2020 pretty well this year has gotten a little more difficult just being isolated and being at home so my need to 
like be around people and that that sort of whatever that is that you need because of whatever reason it is like if it's some you know emptiness or if there's some you know you need that to validate your own personal feelings of worth or whatever like well that's gone man yeah. like i've done this all by myself so um i'm really curious how i how i'm going to join back in with everybody else like once there's an intermingling with people and yeah work or whatever like why would i go to a bar <laughs> like I, I can have i can have a person deliver a case of alcohol to my house yeah and i like why would i why would i do anything to endanger myself to go um and drink and drive at a place when i can just do it at my house and it's so much cheaper um and you know, it, it it's just there's a lot of that. How about how about you? That's I, that's my that's I my mean, thing. it's similar in that I think the big takeaway for us was like we don't need to be so busy. Yeah. Like we always were very, very go 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 and we lived in a tiny house for a long time and people would say, I don't know how you lived with so many people in nine hundred finished square feet and it was like, Well, because we weren't ever there. We just slept there. And then we quickly we're only there and decided we needed a new house. Like a lot of America, right? The housing market's insane. But um, I, I do think, I mean, we've kind of vowed throughout this to say we need to be more thoughtful about the commitments we make, right? Like how busy are we going to get? Because we're definitely at a, this is reevaluated that stuff, right? Like, and I mean, you know, we were both talking before we started recording about the idea that like with our families, like we're pretty fortunate. I mean, we definitely know people who, you know, I've heard, I've heard more than one story of friends of friends or whatever, who were like, we should get a divorce. And then, uh, then the next day they're not allowed to leave their house. <laughs> and oh, like, so they have that conversation on, like the worst. on March 11th and then they're stuck forever. Yeah, you're stuck. Um, I actually, our friend Bob, uh, mm. who used to be involved in our first podcast. I actually ran into him during the pandemic and he told me that happened to him. Um, but Sorry, dude. Yeah, I know, man. Bummer. Uh, so, I, you know, we were talking about how overall I think we really learned to navigate our families and our families have learned to navigate, you know, the different members and, and get along and it's been kind of great. I mean, as much as any of this has been, there's been any positive side of any of this. We've been really fortunate in those ways that those interpersonal relationships uh, in our families have been good. So, I mean, I'm, I, I hope to continue those things. I hope that, you know, we talk a lot about at um, and some of the work that I do that's non-podcasting related around, you know, normal wasn't really good, right, for a lot of people. Normal was pretty terrible. So we, we don't want to go back to normal. We want to we want to be better than normal and we want to take the things that we've learned and and push ourselves to to create a better place to live. And so, I mean, you know, that's probably a pretty naive and, and very optimistic way of thinking, but I'm kind of a naive and optimistic person. Same. I might need some help from you. And, you know, maybe this is definitely not on the podcast, but <laughs> um, the, the one thing I definitely have different from what you just said is I've got busier and I did with work yeah, and I took on extra yeah. work, but also by being in the house, like all the time, has just made like okay, well, the house has to be cleaned up all the time, and 
you know, it's just like this thing and it sort of never ends. And I'm starting, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty tired. And in which battles are you picking, right? Like, which things are you going to choose to focus on? Yeah, and, and I remember telling some people, I was, you know, I, I tell a coworker or a boss at work, I'm like, I got to go, I got to, you know, we're going to clean the bathrooms and stuff. And she's like, you clean your bathrooms? And I was like, yeah, there's no custodian here. It's me. And, she's, and she was like, well, when work's over, like, I'm not going to do anything. And I was like, ah, God. I want to not do anything. You know, and there's times where I, I've had to say recently, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I need to not do anything. Yeah. This is right. physically and mentally exhausted. And I don't know from what. I guess it's just the aggregate or the collective of everything. Right. Um, so thanks, Dr. Brian, um, for listening. Hey, man, that's that's what I'm here for. I'm excited that, about this. Uh, you know, typically we award points at the end of these episodes, but there's no, no points today. I think we've, I think we we will title this episode. I think we're in parentheses not alone now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> If you want to get involved in the show, we are the story guys at gmail.com. You can check out the website, we are the story guys.com. And until next time, what are we doing, buddy? In person. Be safe. Keep telling stories. 